This is the Full Fat Podcast. I'm Matt Whittle. I'm joined by the ever-lovely Terry Merkin oh. and the ever-enigmatic Charlie Lee. Thank you very much. And uh, I was going to start with a jingle today, but I just thought, you know what, I really want to dive in and just get straight into Wonder Wonder Vision. So, uh, Charlie, if you'd like to see the Chuck Brothers uh, medley this <laughs> Wonder, week. Wonder Wonder Vision, Wonder Vision, Wonder Wonder Vision. Dun, dun. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. We've been working on that since nursery. <laughs> <laughs> I hear them do it every night before they go to bed. <laughs> practicing in the yeah. mirror. Dude, you're going to go to bed without doing the song? <laughs> of course not, bro. <laughs> Never. <laughs> what did you guys think? Uh, I, I thought it was brilliant. Again, mm. I thought another great. I think it like expanded upon everything that I loved about the last episode, and just I think it's opened it up more, given us more questions, which we, I think they've done a great job of. Like even after last week when they you know answered a lot of the questions that we had, I think it's great that we you know now had you know even I feel like we've got even more questions. I mean, obviously you know the big reveal, but I think we'll get to that. But I think just the stuff alone without that reveal, I thought was a great episode. Absolutely, um, and there was enough stuff to, for us to sort of chew on it's really like cool to see this world that was so funny and so perfect like start to unravel and become sinister yes and i do like that now we've had the format break of an episode in the real world we've not gotten rid of the sitcom stuff and that stuff's still really important in terms of the ongoing kind of horror uh, like with the children but then we're also flip-flopping between the two realities and they're sort of like they're merging a lot more like it was really cool uh, full, full spoilers, by the way. And I, I must stress that this week. Full spoilers, <laughs> because we're going to talk about the spoiler at the end. Yes. And we're going to go into incredibly descriptive detail of the stories we all know. <laughs> so please, yeah, please don't. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, pause right now, yeah. go and watch it, and yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah, yes. Um, because if I don't put the spoiler warning, I might get riddled with some quicksilver. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, I loved it. And, and what I particularly loved this week was seeing it all from Paul Bettany's perspective when um, his his uh, colleague, I can't remember his name, it's escaped me, he's like, he, when he unzaps him out of the reality and he's yes. like, please I need to call my sister, like this is so terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then it immediately goes back into the sitcom scenario. And I also loved how this week, it made, there were so many moments where like it was like, shot like a sitcom, shot like a sitcom close up oh we're back in reality now like we're in Vision's head and he's thinking oh what the fuck is going on oh we're back to the sitcom and they did that at the end really well when the credits were rolling yes, yes and they were arguing. yeah and then they go into the next room and it's like immediately gone also I really really loved like you know the, f- the first couple of weeks of, of watching this we were talking about we want to see Paul Bettany like do more as an actor like you know just show a bit more of his range as the Vision which he's not gotten in the previous movies in this one we get to see him float up angry but also yeah. incredibly scared and to see him say that I think that's like the first time we've really gotten inside his head in, in quite such a way in the MCU. Because like even in Infinity War, which I really like and he gets put under a lot of like conflict and stress, he's staying strong for Wanda, isn't he? Even towards the end. Even towards the end, he's like, oh, I love you, don't worry. So it was actually really cool, I thought, this week to see him actually say, like, I'm really scared. Like, I have no idea what my life is. Like, this yeah. is mental. Yeah. That Imagine Wanda and Vision being your parents having an argument. That's terrifying. When they both like rise up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like in the kitchen like... <laughs> it's like I've ignored the sadistics for too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that they're both so immensely powerful. And I feel like we don't get that often in the MCU. It's a lot of like, oh, this guy can punch really hard and this girl can punch really hard. But like these two are just on another level, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Like, I found it quite unnerving this week. Like a lot of things really unnerving. really sinister. Like especially when like the kids just grew up like there was just things like that where I was yeah. just like oh I don't like how much she has control of all these things and yeah. like how these people are like as soon as they're unleashed like 
from her spell yes. almost they're like oh my god help me I need to call people like that there's something really deeply like because I just imagine like whilst they're you know being manipulated by her that they're just literally inside just going just get me out get me out like screaming yeah, like almost yeah. like, the thought of that I just think it's yeah. like horrific and I think the the horror is coming out of the happiness isn't it it's coming out of the restraint yes. of oh my kids have just aged and I've lost all these years of their development but instead I'm like oh it's great they're 10 now now I can do this thing that I want like and it's really yeah. creepy to watch do you think I think I asked this last week as well do you think the twins have their own autonomy or do you think they are still controlled by her well, I mean, I guess the question that's hovering over this whole episode is like, how much power does she have? Because mm. she's changing actual real objects, isn't she? I thought that was really cool the way they sort of deduced that and shot at um, Monica's old clothes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I have a bit of a weird theory esque thing, um, but don't put Is it theory esque or is it a theory? Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of a theory, but I don't, I'm not sure if I believe it, but I watched, finally watched. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and um, he goes into like inside the illusion with like all the projectors and stuff and inside of it looks like the credits hang on I'm just mentally projecting a comment now I can't believe you spoiled Far From Home for me (laughs) even though it's two years old sorry continue (laughs) (laughs) look your video spoiled Far From Home from me so like I watched the whole thing knowing like what was going to happen and stuff from watching your YouTube video oh okay um, which you can find on the Full Fat Videos YouTube channel by the way Um, thank you baby Roger (laughs) Roger Roger Um, so yes and the inside of the illusion like the way it's like set out on all the pixels really looks like the credits where it's all like red and blue like pixely yes it does look similar I wonder if that's a red herring it would it would be cool if you think this whole time it's Wanda and it's all mystical and then it turns out, oh no, someone's actually manipulating her with technology. I that mean, would be cool. Jake Gyllenhaal cameo? Anyone? I mean, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal should be fighting all of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, he is an Avengers level Syria. threat, isn't yes. he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not Mysterio. Um, no, no. Just Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, the guy controlling the illusion was actor and entertainer, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's <laughs> no, Mr. Music. <laughs> Mr. Music. I'm making music. Now I am Mr. Sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. There is like an element to the sitcom stuff that kind of feels, especially now after having, you know, revealed the one that's sort of controlling them. Mm. Like there's a bit like, reminds me a bit of, do you know what the Joker has? Like those like laughing, do you know like when they're, makes people laugh hysterically kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like they're in control, like that kind of, like in the Burton in the animated series. Yes. And, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like exactly. the laugh tracks, like even when something was up, the laugh tracks were still going and that was yeah. really creepy. Yeah. That was yeah, weird. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you brought up Far From Home though because I see a little, uh, like an Instagram story the other day. I think it was like someone leaked it or something and it was like a, a Daily Bugle like front page oh. um, post. Um, and it's oh, sorry, so it was like they've created it as if it's like from the world, like yes. a real Daily Bugle. Yes. Um, and it's uh, apparently from Spider-Man 3, the one that's coming out um and there's a quote on it that should i read to you guys i think yeah, it's quite interesting it. yeah um, this is exciting yeah. <laughs> am i gonna am i gonna get a little a little tingly uh possibly <laughs> my spider sense possibly a piece to tingle uh, so i think this is interesting because i think this gave us a little insight into what the sort of story is of the spider-man 3 or where okay, it could be. okay um so it says after the brave strong glorious hero mysterio exposed the true identity of the bad man the masked menace spider-man there is still no trace of Spider-Man. 
There has been reports of people in New York saying that they last saw him with an unidentified young lady watching our big reveal. Since then, chaos has erupted all over New York. Somehow people still support Spider-Man, not us. We are all Team Mysterio, baby. Now police has to take control of the situation. Way to go, Spider-Man. I need to hear J.K. Simmons saying say that. we're Team Mysterio, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Also, does it actually say Hero Mysterio? Yeah. Or did you add that? Did I add that? Maybe I, I just said, said it wrong. I said it by accident, but it was really fantastic. <laughs> yeah, mate, you got Hero, a, I got a... Wait, what bit was that? Hero Mysterio. Mysterio. It was towards the start. Yeah. No, uh, Glorious Hero Mysterio. Oh. <laughs> well, someone's got to get on the phone to Sony and change that. Yeah, they do. Hero <laughs> Mysterio. Uh, that's interesting, though, because that that implies to me that what if the opening 10 minutes are Spider-Man's gone, him and Zendaya are in, like, Tobey Maguire, Raimi-verse, or they're in, like, Andrew Garfield land, mm. like, immediately. And also, I think it, that would make it instantly unique from the animated Spider-Verse, because that is... I'm Miles and everyone's come to my world. Yes. Whereas if it was more like we're going on an adventure through different Spider-Man realities and like yes. we spend 30 minutes here and 30 minutes there. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we're picking up Spider-Man as we go. Yeah. That would be very that fun. That would be really Watching cool. him like warp through reality. Have, is it confirmed cool. that we're only getting those three Spider-Man or do you think we'll get like a Miles Morales character Anything or something could happen. Like Anything could happen. Something to play for. I do think it, it would be a bit tone deaf to go from diverse cast of Spider-Men to free white Spider-Men. <laughs> yes. Like, mm. and it, do you know what I mean? Like, but I do think they're going to bring in Spider-Gwen, Emma Stone. I think it would be cool to do a live-action Miles. really cool. Mm. It would also be cool to do a live-action Miles because I feel like if we're going to keep ageing Peter Parker up, it's going to be a long time before we get to him. I mean, maybe that will be cool because equally it's satisfying to now, after 10 years, see, oh, we're going to get the next Iron Man, the next Cap. Like, so maybe it is cool to play out like naturally. Absolutely. But at the same time... Who can pass up a bit of miles in uh, in live no, action exactly. Spider Verse? That'd be so cool. That'd be wicked. Really cool. Really good. Mm, I'm excited. And of course, speaking of interdimensional characters popping up, this is your final warning. All right, <laughs> clear <laughs> the podcast if you have not seen this episode because you are, you are not going to want to see this spoiled. Quicksilver's back, baby, but not just any old Quicksilver. The Evan Peters Quicksilver is back. I can't believe it. It's insane. Oh. Well, of course, I can believe it because there's yeah. been some leaks, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shame uh, that that got kind of leaked online or spoiled because... Uh, I bet Kevin Feige cocked his shotgun the minute he saw <laughs> that that was leaked. Like, who have yes. I got? <laughs> yes. Silence. So, j- so, just to clarify that, do you think that that is what Elizabeth Olsen was talking about when she said the Luke Skywalker reveal? I think so. I think so, really? too. But... Because I don't think Quicksilver's Luke Skywalker. that baby, big. But baby, like, it, it's not that it's <laughs> Quicksilver the character... It, it's it, it's that it's from a different universe. Yes, no, which is like insane, like absolutely mental. I wonder how they're gonna spin it next week. And like when they were like, oh, they, they've recast him, which was really mm, strange. It's interesting they pointed that out, isn't it? Yeah. So, do you think it's what we're going with? Is in the MCU he's recast Quicksilver, or do you think that's the current theory from? Because because it wasn't confirmed. It was just what um, was it Darcy or Jimmy Woo said it. Do you know I mean, it was someone watching, yes. wasn't it? It might yes. be Monica. Like, do you know I mean, it's not like confirmed. So, do you think it's going to be actually the exact Quicksilver from Days of Future Past? <laughs> it's the same one. <laughs> oh my god. Are you so, okay? Uh, do you no, need I'm not a okay. Minute? Should we take a pause? Uh, no, 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 no. You need to hear my unfiltered <laughs> yes. excitement. I, I, I knew Deadpool was going to come into MCU. Yes. 
but I never in a million years would have thought anything else from that universe. Yes. But it turns out Quicksilver is so fast, he outrun the merger. He outran the merger, the Disney Fox merger. <laughs> just, just as the universe was collapsing in on itself, he just zoomed <laughs> just out. And uh, now he's here to stay. Hopefully. I, I, I would much rather that was the MCU Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, I would 100%. Like, I think, obviously, like, he's the best stuff in the later X-Men movies as well. Mm. Um, and, I mean, just the thought that like you said, that he is the same Quicksilver yeah. is cool because, you know, there is more possibilities to bring more of those Fox X-Men yes. back into the fold. And, uh, you know, how I feel about there being a possibility that Mr. Fassbender's Magneto, Magneto. could return. Um, yeah, because when, when the merger happened, I did kind of think, you know, I love the McAvoy and, and, and the Fassbender iterations, but I'm happy for it to all start fresh. Yes. And I was excited by that. But seeing all this happen, it's like, they can just pick and choose. And also, like, Fastbender and McAvoy, they're perfectly cast. Perfect. Just just keep it going, do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and we all know that the X-Men Fox universe is slightly different to the MCU, but you can fold it all in and it doesn't matter. Oh, you, can, yeah. you can explain it away with multiverse bullshit. Yes. Um, you know, we're willing to accept that to get something as awesome as Evan Peters Quicksilver 100%. into the MCU. Um, and you know, no offence to Mr. Kickoffs, Mr. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. I've seen in Tenet most recently. <laughs> yes. But um, but in terms of his Quicksilver, I can take it or leave it. Whereas the Evan Peters Quicksilver, you know, consistently he's the best thing in, in a bad movie. He's the best thing in Apocalypse, isn't he? That sequence is awesome. Um, and it also, it was such a shame that in Dark Phoenix he gets written out at the start. Yeah. with like a broken leg and that was that was a real shame to me because because when you're watching Dark Phoenix you're like this is the final Fox Men movie and he's utterly wasted whereas now who knows what's going to happen they A-trained him? they, they do A-train him yeah yeah oh, yeah. Man. yeah yeah it's just weird because like especially because you know in the last two X-Men movies before Phoenix like I feel like he had like the best sequences pretty much like some of the best sequences mm, oh definitely um like, I think that was what everyone was talking about mm-hmm. after those movies come out. Do you know what mm. I mean? So it was weird to see that, like you said, mm. him be a bit more shunned in the mm. Phoenix. Um, yeah, yeah. Part of, but part I think of. it's like problem of like, well, we've got we've got the Dark Phoenix here and she's like all powerful. And then we've got this guy that can like slow yeah. down time to a crawl. Let's just write him out. But it's so lazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's a difficult person to write, I imagine. But yeah, it's, that is lazy. The difference for me is like the Foxmen, give him a broken leg, write him out because it's too difficult. The MCU would have done... What's a Quicksilver Dark Phoenix fight like? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. what do they actually do? Like, because Feige just he knows what we want, doesn't he? He, knows, yeah. he, he brings the filth he does. <laughs> seven days a week because <laughs> he's a certified freak. He does. Is it's, that reference outdated? No, it probably is. Isn't it? You've used <laughs> it a lot. You've used it to death. To death I, think. Yeah. I just love it. You know, it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Once you've said seven days a week, you have to say you're a certified freak. You can't. Like, do you know, what? I just did it. Like, I did it again. It just rolls off. It's true. <laughs> he says it in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> <inter> <laughs> that's literally what it sounds like <laughs> I've recently bought just talking about that Feige thing I recently bought the Empire magazine um, mm. the new one that Edgar Wright sort of um, the best cinema ever yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a you know there's a little section with Feige talking about the movie best cinema moments that he remembers mm. and the cinema and I think this really summed up kind of that you know he understands what audiences or fans want of certain things mm. and he was talking about Attack of the Clones yeah. and he remembers being in the cinema when Yoda pulls his lightsaber out and everyone going absolutely insane and I feel like you know he spent the rest of his career trying to recreate that moment do you know what I'm saying like if you think yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. the cap getting the hammer yeah, and stuff yeah. like he's I think it's really interesting that he pointed that moment out because um, I think that they're the sort of things that he's always trying to look for and I think yeah it's emblematic of like what he but, but of course like I still think 
the the real secret sauce is he delivers on oh, of course, these of stories course. as well. Yes, yeah, but, of course. But whilst also giving those fan pleasing moments, yes, it's not just like a slideshow of Cat picking up the hammer. Is it? It's is he going to get back to Peggy? That's what really matters. Yes, um, which is the perfect balance. Exactly, perfectly balanced as all things should be. Um, I do think we're going to get some characters from Fox Men and some characters are going to get recast. I think it's going to be a little bit like... Yes, so do I. They, they recently... Wolverine was dead in the comics and then whilst he stayed dead, the main Wolverine, they brought in the old man Logan into that reality. So it's like you can do things like that. Yes. There's a precedent for it in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just do, it in the, just do it in the movies. 100%. Let's have Fox Men Quicksilver, maybe Fox Men Magneto and Xavier. Deadpool's obviously New given. Wolverine. It's got to be a new Wolverine. Yeah. You know, like, as much as I would love to see Hugh Jackman, you know... His time's passed. His time's passed, yeah. Like, I don't want to ruin the, yes. the sanctity of Logan. It would be like bringing back Cap. Yes. It's the same thing. Like, Definitely. don't do it. And Iron Man. 100%. Yeah. Who and would you up. like to see brought back, though, just quickly? So, yeah, so like you oh, said... Oh, yeah, good question. Yeah, good question. From the Fox Men. Yes, from the Fox Men. I don't really care for the whole Apocalypse cast. Cast too much, yeah. Um, I yeah. think Jennifer Lawrence... For her sake, I don't want her to come back because she doesn't want to do them. Uh, Release her from her contract. (laughs) Feige, release her. Um, I'd like to see some Beast. uh, Yes. I like a a Nicholas Holt. I think he's good as Beast. Yes. Um, How do you feel about like kind of the old guard like James Marsden, Halle Berry, Thank you, Jensen? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, of course. I feel like maybe they've kind of had their time as well. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to bring anyone back, it's going to be from the the younger era. Yes. I mean, to be fair, like Alexandra Ship and Tyler Sheridan and yeah. all that, those people, like they are good actors. Like maybe maybe with you know like a, an X Men script that is actually befitting of the comics, maybe they could you know give us something good. But um, good but I just think. The difference with McAvoy and uh, Fastbender is they're associated with good X-Men movies, whereas those castings are only associated with bad X-Men movies. Yes. Like, it's like bringing back George Clooney, isn't it? Even yeah. though George Clooney should have been the most incredible <laughs> Batman ever. <laughs> <The> best Batman. <laughs> yeah, that Batman movie holds a very special place in my heart. I rinsed it as a kid. And I, 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 do, I do have a very soft spot for it. That's funny. I have that for Batman forever. But even as a kid, yes. I was like a bit bored by Robin. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, I think you... it was one of the only ones that we had on video, so I just kept watching it over and over and over. Uh, again. Okay, yeah, so. yeah. It was one of those ones as a kid that I would like. I would go through and watch all the Batman movies in order, mm. and then I would get to that one, and I'd like almost trick myself every time, being like, "Oh, it has got Arnold as Mister Freeze, and it has got Arnold as Mister Freeze, and it has got you know, Uma I don't know, Thurman, it's a bit wacky, and Uma Thurman like... as Poison Ivy. These yeah, are all good ideas." Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it is more fun than I remember. Then every time I put it on, I remember being like, "This is so weird." Like they the ice skating and yeah. surfing in the air, like like do you know? Like there's so you many can't weird things. Get the back <laughs> or the back credit, credit cards. Card, yeah. Never leave the cave without. <laughs> no, but I, I don't. I think I would oddly find it more fun now. Same because I enjoy like campier things now and like things being so bad they're good now. Whereas when you're a kid. And you just want everything to be awesome. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're watching Batman. Batman Returns all dark. And then, you know, Batman and Robin's just like, a back credit card. And you're like, this is lame. Whereas yeah. now, I think I'd be like, that's funny. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> the bat nipples are hilarious now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and bring them back, I say. Um, bring them back. <laughs> bring them back. Uh... <laughs> they're your favourite part of Batman. Yes. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny, like, now they do all this, like, you know, Michael Keaton stuff bringing back all these people I'm like it'd just be funny to just have a, at least a throwaway gag yeah yeah oh I remember I got rid of the nipples or something <laughs> do you know what I mean I don't know like. I, I do think they're an interesting idea because Joel Schumacher um, the late great 
director mm. said that he wanted them to sort of look like kind of like sculpted Greek gods. And I do kind of like that he's sort of tying you know superheroism into that. I think they are the stories. Yes, I think from like a conceptual standpoint, it's interesting. It's just one of those things that as soon as you stick them on the costume, you should have realised, <laughs> no, yes, God no. Yes. Any other thoughts on One Vision before we move on to Cloak of Darkness? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I've uh, said everything. Um, yeah, I think this episode speaks for itself. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited for next week. And more Evan Peters. It's going to be a blast. I'm very, I'm very excited, excited to see where they take it. I'm surprised how much I'm loving this. Yeah. Not that I wasn't not going to think I wasn't going to like it. It's just that I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really looking forward to each week. Um, yeah, me too. And me particularly too. for two characters that, I'm going to be honest with you, I think are really dull in a lot of the other MCU movies, for me personally. like I think they've got these mm. interesting... Um, They've always had interesting ideas they posed with him, like, mm. you know, with Wanda in Civil War, mm. where, you know, that whole conflict that she had and stuff mm. like that. I liked all that stuff. Um, and I think Vision, I always thought they had potential. And mm. I feel like this show is giving me what I've always wanted from them two characters. Like, I feel like I'm finally getting really? Vision and Wanda. Um, See, I, I, I've always liked Wanda. I think, and I've always liked Paul Bettany, but I think the Vision has always been quite bland. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because he's not had as much to do. Yes. Whereas. Scarlet Witch, she's had nothing but bad luck her entire life. She's had nothing but conflict in the MCU, yes. whereas he's kind of just there to sort of facilitate her story. Yes, 100%. It's also hard because he's like a literal like android, so mm. it's always hard to like find range within that. And um, this gives him like more opportunity for more emotional, more visceral yes, reactions. Yes. He's become way more conscious, hasn't he, as he's yeah, gone on? absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I think that's what's difficult with characters like Vision, like you said, because like, you know, characters in films, you know, the more flaws they have, the more we can relate mm. to them. Yeah, and it's so yeah, difficult yeah. to, you know, relate to an android. So I, I think, think and I um, think this show has gave, you know, more, you know, gave him more flaws, gave him more human traits of like, I don't know what's my, you know, what's, what my previous life was. Like, yeah, yeah. just given these emotions, I think now is, you know, it's given us something to relate to. A yeah, bit more, I, think, yeah. I think Star Trek does the android thing really well, making you like want to relate to this like android who doesn't understand yes, what's going on yes. but they've gone in like a completely different direction with vision yeah so it's interesting to see how they make him more likable and relatable yeah it's mm. interesting that they've only really delved into his like is he conscious is he not like what does it mean to be an ai now that he's been resurrected now he's come back from the dead yes but it's good impetus to do it and uh i'm excited i'm excited i'm, I'm intrigued to see if they're gonna keep him around after one division or not if this is a swan song because i feel like it go either yes. way at this point yes i'm very intrigued by that mm. Um, yeah, he's always weird. It's almost like he's like wiped his brain like C-3PO and he's back. Mm. Yeah. Oh, remember well, the... How cool was that footage where like she broke into the uh, lab and like, yes. like all the doctors are just like, there's, there's nothing you can do. No, there's absolutely no. nothing. And it's almost scarier to me that she can get inside your mind, isn't it, that she, than she can throw you across the room. Like when she got all the guards, um, when she went out and confronted the CIA, or yes. sword, sorry, to turn on, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. Generic old the white guy. director guy. Number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. When they all turned the guns at him, I was like, oh. Oh, like... and she came out with her accent as well. Yeah, which she was did. Really yes. Interesting. Yes. And she also used it when she was talking about Pietro dying yeah so yeah, it came yeah. out a little bit then and then obviously so do you think the full meltdown has brought her back to that yes. self well no i think it's just like i think she uses it when do you know what i mean like she's using it to them because it's like i'm showing to you that i am not pretending to be an american to appease you guys like i have done in the past like mm. i am sokovian i am not on your side yeah. like do you know what i mean it mm. is a defiant act yeah. um i thought that was awesome and also like 
<laughs> fans do kind of make fun of the fact like where's her accent gone it's just Elizabeth Olsen now over time but I think that's always made sense because she's been trying to blend in whereas now it's like confirming no she's never lost it she is putting on an act for us and also yeah. when you get like emotional like when I get emotional I definitely go more northern and my northern accent you definitely out. do when I do so... something naughty and you need to imagine <laughs> when you have a drink <laughs> comes out yeah it does come out so maybe it's just that she's very emotional so her the, uh, her old accent's coming out yeah no it was uh, it was great and I love that she came out and it's came out the force world and it's not about like who's controlling uh or what, what are they doing to you wonder it's no i am doing all this and mm. you're gonna essentially fuck off <laughs> fuck off she's very scary <laughs> she's a very scary woman <laughs> terrifying yes speaking of scary women yes a cloak of darkness <laughs> season one episode nine of the clone wars which we are reviewing oh, every week nine Yes, yeah, wow. yeah. But not the crappy episode nine, like a good episode nine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Terror is not at all the Jedi use, Luminara. That is bullshit. You cannot say that to Ahsoka after you just infiltrated a man's mind. Yeah, but that's the whole problem with the Jedi, isn't it? Like, yes, they yes. believe if they do these bad things in a peaceful way, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do bend the rules, don't they, to fit Yeah. Like when, when they need to do it. Um, although, having said that, it is a different kettle of fish to draw your lightsaber and put it to their neck, I guess. <laughs> yes. But they're equally bad. Well, they're not equally bad. They're both bad. Yes, yeah. You can't, like, moral high ground no. it. Yes. Like, um, you're, they're acts of war. They're both acts of war. So if yeah. you're in a war and you're, you can't say, these acts of war are okay because they <laughs> seem more peaceful. Yeah. You know. But uh, I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. I did as well. I was just curious. Did, did the Jedi have any powers where they could just they can reveal what the person's thinking? So what could is that is that a thing? Do you know what I mean like where they could? Well, they read minds, don't they? Read minds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. why didn't she do that to to Gunray? She, she was, was doing that. Yeah, she, oh, she was doing that. I think like we have like different people are stronger or weaker with the Force. So like yeah. some people would be able to read clearly your clearly. mind, and oh, other people would just well, I, I, get. I, yeah. And I think she was like it was starting up. Do you know what I mean? And then and then it's over kiboshed it by yeah. being like tell us. It's like you yes. know like yeah, she, she was she was getting like all that like all this knowledge of your base and stuff like but yeah, no, I, I I I needed some filth this week. <laughs> I needed some action because I've just I'm just so tired this morning. It's been a long week. It's been and a long week. We're out of coffee, and I just I just needed a bit of like smashy smash, some blades to clash, <sighs> yep. and I got all of it. And also like I thought it was a pretty interesting, intense episode. I really like the whole thing is just oh, Asajj Ventress is her mission is get new gun ray, and then they used those like pointy pod things yes. which felt very well i guess star trek beyond feels reminiscent of this because mm. it came first but it's kind of like the same things isn't it where they like dig into the ship yep. yeah and then like people just filter out i like that the droids were a distraction and then a sergeant Ventress was like well i'm gonna cripple the ship go to the cell. why haven't we seen like a live action i think she'd be really cool live I, action. I don't very understand scary, i like... feel like she should be way more popular because i've always liked her since the 2003 clone wars the 2d animation she's awesome in that and also like i always like her because you know a star's bounty hunter mm. the um the villain in that she has two curved red lightsabers and Django kills her and then Count Dooku takes the lightsabers and then it's implied that he gives them to Asajj Ventress. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? That is cool. Yeah. I, I thought the lightsaber battle between her and Luminara was great. Yeah. And, and uh, as you said when we were watching it, 
because she's kind of like a background character in the prequels and we couldn't quite remember what happens to her and if she appears in three in the order 66 scene or whatever it was like she could die here we don't know yep. like ahsoka's safe but like luminara it's like actual tension of oh no what's going to happen and i like that she did things like she was taunting a sergeant Ventress, wasn't she with like you and I, I, can, I can tell that you've got dooku's fighting style but like you're too sloppy and yeah, like you're gonna you're get like yeah, but then to see her then get wrecked and need Ahsoka to come and save her. And for the Jedi to be like, you know, our strength is our unity, whereas you are alone. That's why we're yeah. going to beat you. And then to see them lose. Yeah. Fantastic. I think, I think that was what was cool, because I think, you know, going back to that start where you said mm. about her contradicting herself, you know, the, the hypocrisy of the Jedi, mm. um, I think comes into... I think that's almost like the theme of the episode, isn't yeah. it? Because mm. she gets, like, humbled, doesn't she? She yeah. learns that, like, you know, she's, you know, she's not the know-it-all master that you know you can't always treat yourself as if yes. you're you know yes. you know it all you know what i mean and even if you are a master yes um and i just i just really like that because i think mm. that's like fundamentally you know again like what star wars is about yeah. um yeah. and uh yeah i just i just thought that i thought that fight was really good and i think like you said i was the whole time i was really tense that she was gonna die yeah. because i was like oh i don't know what's gonna happen i actually felt like anything could have happened and it's very rare i feel like that when it comes to like a clone wars lightsaber fight yes, yes. yeah um because the nature of the whole show is that it is an intercourse, isn't yes, it? It's exactly. set between two movies. I just think it's great that we got like a really cool action sequence with three women who were so different from each other, um, and they didn't make a huge deal of it and be like, "Yeah, girl power, girls get it done." They just had these three yeah. like really cool, really badass, really different women just have a really cool action sequence, and I'm a big fan. It's it's evocative of like the Mandalorian finale, where yes. it's like just a, a team of women and like. There's no, like, Avengers Endgame scene where they've got to, like, let the audience know how great it is they did this. Yeah, like, exactly. we've just done it. We've just yep. done it. Uh, yeah, and I also really appreciated that. And I also thought, like, it was really cool of that... Um, he's not a clone trooper, is he? But that, like, prison guard in the cool blue yes, armour. Yeah, the captain guy. Yeah, yeah, for him to go, like, oh, no, yeah, you should go help her. But really, it was because he wanted to take Newt for himself. That was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And, and then I he has a little, a little fist fight with... Tamira Morrison. <laughs> yeah, he does. And like, he wasn't lying either when he said, like, a good soldier does what they think is right because in his head, he's convinced that yes. he's doing right. Yes, yes, yes. So. And also, I do think it's like, it's one of those, it's one of those universes where it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, he's just going to fight this war indefinitely until he's dead versus he could get a whole, he could get a retirement plan with that cash account Luke is going to give him. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you buy why all these characters are motivated to do these things yeah. because it is such a war-torn, hellish, you know, in spite of all this, like, advanced technology in the fall so it's, like, it's a horrible place to live 100 percent just ravaged by war every every like two decades <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every time disney needs more money we're going to put these people through the ringer and it's all to do with those damn force users they're just trying to take the power yeah. like regular people must be so sick of yeah. the jedi and stuff. you see for jedi for jedi to think that you know when they die the light dies is vanity can you feel it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was it did what it said on the tin, didn't it, this week? Yes. Um, but I thought it was a really nice episode of Ahsoka. The only thing I thought was weird about Ahsoka was... I was going to say this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool that she is sort of picking up traits of Anakin because he's like an angry master. Or, and she's a Padawan built in war. Mm. But I do feel like it came out of nowhere a bit this week. Episode yes. nine, and we've seen her a couple of times now, and this is the first time she's gotten like really angry. and Yeah, it, mm. like... 
it seems strange to me that the Jedi would be like, Ahsoka, who's a little bit of a shit anyway, yeah, we'll give it to Anakin, who's a big shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? But, <laughs> but I do like that it's like the strain of war. It's like they've just got to start training Padawans. They need yeah, manpower, yeah. don't they? Like, they need people. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, they're... They're, they're Gromit, aren't they? Speeding down that track, building it as they're going. They, they have no yeah, idea like how long the war's going to last or what they can do. Um, <laughs> <No reference>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for out of control. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang, <laughs> bang bang. It's art. Get it. so Classic. Do we have any more on genius, Mr. Jameson? The Clone Wars. No, I don't know. I feel like this week it was a bit of a. Because I, I mean? have a, I bit fun. Of, a bit of fun for us after we're done with the Clone Wars. Oh, really? Yeah, I have selected some of my favourite comments um, from socials and YouTube for us to either enjoy slash discuss. Oh, last week? From the last, like, sort of few mm. weeks and then... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your favourite film is awful, which you can check out now on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Really? <laughs> and the way that you spoke about, like, the comments being last week reminds me of Time, and a film that deals with Time is Tenor, <laughs> yeah. and you can catch a Tenor, is Tenor awful, on your favourite film is awful, both the podcast, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts, and on their new YouTube channel, which has just dropped. You should just take My a man. sound bite of it. <laughs> that is why I keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> just take a sound bite of it, use it as an advert, like, you're golden. That's true, done. <laughs> I don't know, I did get a comment this morning saying, your voice fucking pisses me off. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe not. Yeah. yeah, I also got called not a fan because I hadn't seen something or other. Oh, so, not a fan. Mate. Not a fan. Um, Hashtag not a fan. We're gamekeeping <laughs> now, apparently, but uh, we'll, we'll slide past that. So, uh, the first one um, uh, comes from Sam Sam on Letterboxd. It's a question for yeah. you. After I'd seen Solo, yeah. which I watched Solo, by the way, it was really cool. Um, so he says, uh, he's still waiting on the full fat Why Solo is Great video. Where is it? Um, the full fat Why Solo is Great video has been something I've wanted to make since the 23rd of May 2018 and it is coming eventually the fact that I watched it with Terry uh, recently reminded me of all the things I like about it and I am ready to do the video it's just a matter of when I want to like I've got I've got a big stars video coming up very soon after the thing that's coming out this week so maybe the next stars video after that but the problem is I've got I've got too many things I want to make right now. <laughs> so many things I want to do so yeah I will get to it my aim is I want to I want to do it before the end of the year because I really do like solo and I feel like the trash talk on it is unfair. I want to, want to defend my boy. Yeah, we're big defenders of this. Yeah, we, so we spoke about every week, probably. Yes. On the probably, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have <laughs> I had a great time, but we'll discuss this another time. Yes, um, yes, yeah. <laughs> this next one is just uh, something that made me laugh, and it's from Mr. Ducky, and he just literally quoted from last week where you said, where I said, "Annoying is not a personality trait." Really, you do it very well. <laughs> so I've just been wrecked, um, but I really—it's really funny. So Absolutely well done, bodied. Mr. Ducky. Absolutely yep. bodied, mate. Um, you've, got, then... you've got to try and top that wreck on me at some point during. It's coming, the... baby. Is it? It's coming. Oh no, <laughs> live on air. <laughs> well, we're not live on air, are we? <laughs> Imagine Idiot if Matt. we were. That would be awful. I'd ruin the uh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just sit and wait for them to press play. Yeah. And... It's live right now. I know what you're doing, viewer. Don't touch that. <laughs> Put that down. Put some trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next two are things to discuss um, with WandaVision. So this one is from Sandstorm, and they say... What a um, great name. Wait, Sam Storm. Sandstorm. Sandstorm. Uh, okay. Wonder Rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I should read the comment. You should have talked about the weird commercials. That was my favourite part. And then they say, can't wait for the rest of the show and hearing podcast thoughts. Did you listen to that or are you just singing underneath me? So sorry, Sandstorm. <laughs> Oh, Are you finished? Uh, I think so, I am, yeah. Are you finished, Charlie? I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, no, no, I'm not even shooting anything. This is crazy. <laughs> love um, it, love it. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the commercials are great, which reminds me, this week, I think the best one with uh, Lagos, you know, the... Yes, uh, the paper mm, towels. Yeah, and that's obviously where a she metaphor. made... Yes, a metaphor. A metaphor. <laughs> um, yeah, where she obviously screwed up massively in Civil War. That was really nice. And there was one before, wasn't there, for like a toaster of Stark Industries? Yes. They've all been really fun for not only setting the period, but like increasingly getting inside Wanda's headspace, which is why I think the one this week was the best one, hands down. Yes, really and also for it to come strategically after she'd just gone out and said to all those people, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think you. it's like, also like, they're really subtle. They're not like really in your face like you've mm. got a, they're like little easter eggs in your life yeah. that's what i mean i feel like like i said last week like, i feel like this show has been really in- internet conscious mm-hmm. in terms of like it's aware these people are going to pick these things apart and they're le- they're purposely doing things like that mm-hmm. like little easter eggs See, uh, speaking time. of picking things apart alcaster said this is my last one oh alcast sorry um the radio in the episode where they try and contact her through the radio. Is it, it missing a six? It's missing a six, and there's sixes apparently missing everywhere. Yes, I think I, I think it might have been that very comment that I learnt that, and I haven't gone back and like looked for any other any other missing sixes. But yeah, that intrigues me greatly. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. So, what, what is the significance of the six? Do we know? Or well, is that the part part part, part of it. I, that's, that's, part part that's part of it. That's part of it. Started there. <laughs> um, I think it's to do with Mephisto because six six six, Mark of the Beast. Kid Mephisto. Not Kid. Not Kid Mephisto. <laughs> Although that would be incredible. That's the cameo that's going to blow everyone's minds. Luke Skywalker's cameo. Could you imagine if it had been <laughs> any other like? B-list prequel Jedi at the end of Mandalorian? Like like Kid Mephisto comes out. <laughs> Are you a Jedi? I am. Well, we, <laughs> well, we want Plo Clooney next, to turn up. That'd be fantastic. Played by George Clooney. Yes. We've got Kit Fisto next week in the Clone Wars, don't we? We have, we have, so... we have. I'm probably going to get some hate for calling him a B-lister, but like he is a B-lister <laughs> compared to the A-listers, but he's still cool. He's still cool. Nah, bring back Cardi cool. Mundi, mate. Cardi Mundi. <laughs> Cardi Mundi. The man with like seven wives, I think. He's a bigger mister. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you know that, Terry? I didn't, but I love that. He can. He's allowed by Republic law to break the Jedi code and have wives <laughs> and bear children because there's like a population problem on his planet. So that's yes, why everyone. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, you told me this. Before. That's why he's got like so some like bullshit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we all know he's got big brain energy, isn't he? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just conducted some sort of bullshit. Yeah, because like, could you imagine if? Anakin, like his secret with Padme had been found out and they were sitting on the council going, this is very naughty. And then Kaidin's got the balls, the audacity to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. And he's probably just smirking. Going, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think I'm going to, if you enjoyed the little comments segment, I'll keep it. And if you all put some good comments, maybe we'll read them out. Definitely, definitely. Mm. I think that'd be interesting. Definitely. Um, 
Oh, I've had a great time today, guys. No, so have I. And speaking fun. of comments, because we for, we've forgotten for the last few weeks, we should plug our socials. Thank you very much yes. for reminding me. Uh, you can catch my art page slash Instagrammy smorgasbord of full fatty goodness on uh, <laughs> at full underscore fat underscore videos. <laughs> And you can <laughs> you can tweet at me at full fat videos, um, yeah. And you can f- I don't know why you'd be listening to full fat podcasts without watching full fat videos, but please go and watch and mm. support my YouTube channel. And you can find you on MySpace as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bebo. But yeah, if you if you like hearing my voice and you want to hear more of my voice, we are now on YouTube. Your favorite films awful podcast, where each week we defend your favorite. F- films from negative reviews so come along check us out we've done Tenet so far and The Karate Kid mm. so check those out and we've got like little cut downs as well if you can't be asked to watch the whole thing with some footage next to it as well so yeah check that out and if you want to talk to me on Twitter at mm. FabFilmIsAwful Instagram your favourite film is awful and Facebook your favourite film is awful yeah so. and we are soon to do a new yes. yeah I'm coming back on for a nice little double bill. <laughs> for a nice little double bill that I think you guys will be very excited about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait to attack these reviews. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> um, uh, definitely some revenge. Yes. We'll be getting we have. <laughs> yes, these bad yes. reviews. Yes. yes. There'll definitely be an. Attack of the Clones on these reviews. <laughs> yes. I, I think they got it the first. Uh, <laughs> attack of the Clones, Attack of the Clones, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, so Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> One and two. <laughs> I would love to swap round those subtitles. Styles Episode 2, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Amazing. Brilliant. Um, and you can catch me on most social media as Terry Merkin T-E-R-I or you can catch me on Letterboxd as Terrell oh yeah Terrell Merkin so Terry... no it's not Terrell Merkin it's just Terrell Terrell oh okay so Terry L T-E-R-I-L okay yes. and then I swear your Twitter's the other way around isn't it Merkin uh, I Terry I think my Twitter is Merkin Terry but if you just search Terry Merkin I'm pretty sure <laughs> you'll find me yeah, that's the thing I'm always like oh, I need to be really specific about the handles but if you type in full of our videos into like Twitter or Instagram yeah. surely I'll come you'll up find, yeah I always think that yeah, yeah. Um, um, what's your uh, letterbox <laughs> actually <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. nice segue mate <laughs> there you go man um, I think it is full fat videos um, I need to update I haven't updated it I don't think months. it is I think it might be Box Whittle I don't think it is I think it is full fat I think it's full fat. Yeah, I think it's full fat. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Try them both. No, don't try them both. Don't get my my bits. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's it's at full fat videos, and I've got an embarrassing gap where I haven't filled in so many films since like December. Mm. I just, uh, yeah, I've just completely fallen I've out. I've got of a couple it. recently as well. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I'll ask you, I'll ask Adam, I'll ask Terry what you've got on your letterboxes and I'll piece it back together. Cause <laughs> Slot it all in. Yeah, there's a few things I just want to put in, like, you know, like Interview with the Vampire, that sort of stuff, mm. uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, and you can find me on Letterboxd at Charlie Lily. Charlie Lily. I can never say my full Charlie name. Charlie Lily. Charlie Lily. Charlie Lily. Two L's, not three L's. Do you remember at school when people would come up to you and say, hey, if you married someone called Lily, you'd be called Lily Lily. Ha ha ha. I mean, I've had that. Not just in school, in the workplace. I mean, everywhere. Oh, it's continued. It's, it's continued. Yeah, 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 oh, really? Course, yeah. Really? Um, yeah. 
So cool. Well, this yeah. has been the Full Fat Podcast, and uh, just before I go, I'd like to say, you know, if you married someone called Lily, you'd be called <laughs> Lily Lily. <laughs> <laughs>